sermon three. Yay. Here we go. This is a prophetic deal. Okay. We, before COVID break, were beaten out at Christchurch. We did that because not only we ran out of room downtown where we were, but for a prophetic reason. We went to Christchurch because we believed it was the East Gate. Now, there's a real East Gate in Jerusalem, and that's not it. It's a prophetic metaphor, if you will. We believed we were supposed to stand at the East Gate. We did some things there. We prayed. We ministered. We did our stuff. And then COVID break happens, and then we feel like the Lord says to us, that we're supposed to leave there and come stand at David's gate, Zion's gate. We're at Reliance, yes, because we love the Wallace brothers, but it's more than that. We're here as kind of a response to a prophetic call upon us that's larger. It's actually for the body of Christ. And let me explain that. We believe that there is a divergent, there is a convergence or a divine intersection here between David's gate and between the Samuel call upon our family. And whatever prophetically you do with this, don't worry, I'm going to actually do some teaching that I think will be valuable to you if you don't buy the prophetic stuff. Do we have the map, uh, Michelle? Did that work at all? Do we have the map of, uh, if you look at a map of um, Jerusalem, then there's an east gate where Jesus is going to come through. They're going to say, who's this king of glory? It's going to be awesome. And then you go on and move around, and down the southwest part of the city is what's called Zion's gate or David's gate. And it was where he would enter, and it really stood for praise and those kind of things. And so we, I came to Aaron. Aaron, why don't you come on up here, dude? Just stand by me. I'm going to preach some, and you say whatever and rebuke me or do whatever, but we're going to do this together. Um, I came to these guys back in 2018, 19, I don't know when it was, and 19, and said, I believe with their staff, doing some discipleship stuff and just, tra- just being with them, and um, just said, I feel like you guys are David's gate. They got worship leaders coming out their ears, you know, and I was like, you guys are down here at the southwest part of the city, and this is David's gate, man, there's Zion's gate, there's something on this house for worship and praise, and Ryan and Bree had been ministering out in other places and came back here. Matt Lowry was doing an amazing job, you know, and just multiplying worship leaders, Jacob Hall and all those guys. And so we just loved it. And so we felt like we were supposed to come here and, and to be part of this. And so I said this to them as their deal, and that was before we came. And so um, let, let me make a point about this. So then we, we come down here, and this really is, I believe, a divine intersection between what is a Samuel call. We talked about it two weeks on us. We're called not to be kings, but to raise up a king, raise up kings. We, j- disciple nations exist to raise up other ministries. It was Don Davis over at, uh, over at World Impact that said the thing to me, just said it strong. He said, Sam, listen to me. I was trying to talk to Don and give him a word. And Don's like, you, Sam, you and disciple nations from one tribe for all tribes. And we knew it fit with our Samuel thing that we were to raise people up. So we have aggressively given ourselves to that, not building our thing, but raising up as many ministries. And so that's what's led to kind of what's happening in our calls to the cities. So we say this to these guys, here we are, and I felt like I wanted to say it out loud again tonight and pinpoint a reason and then let Aaron say whatever he might say. In 1 Samuel 13, 14, do you remember why the Lord chose David? Tell me the phrase. I have found a, a man after my own heart. You know it. 1 Samuel 13, 14. This is what the Lord says to, to Saul. He's rebuking Saul. Saul, again, has fallen in religious fear. 
okay? He's, he's performing as a slave, trying to get God to do stuff. And God says, done, you didn't obey. I found a man after my own heart. Acts 13, 22 is gonna say the same thing. After David, even after Bathsheba, and some of the problems he had, still the Holy Spirit is gonna say in the book of Acts, David was a man after God's own heart. And so Samuel becomes this manifestation of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Listen, this is going to be a big deal. Is what the Holy Spirit's doing in the body of Christ. He's searching for a people who are after God's heart. So he goes to Jesse. Remember, Jesse's his daddy. And he goes through, it's a long drama. I'm not going to read the scripture here. But he, he goes through seven sons. He goes through all the warrior sons. Firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, seven. He's like, he's not the one. The Lord kept saying, he's not the one. And then he said, do you got anybody else? He says, yeah, I got the shepherd boy, number eight, out in the field. You know the deal. Bring him in here, brings him, <gasps> there he is, anoints him with oil, filled with the Holy Spirit as he's looking at the man who's after God's heart. So, the Samuel ministry, we're called to bless the body of Christ. We're radically committed to it. Pastors, I'm dealing, anyway, so good. Serving pastors, met with them this last week, going to keep doing that. Samuel reluctantly raised up and blessed a King Saul. He reluctantly did that, but he blessed him. And the Saul whole thing is a thing of fear and religious whatever, okay? But his primary destiny was to train and raise up a David, King David. Samuel becomes an earthly manifestation of what the Spirit of God is doing, I think, even right now and even in this room. So just as Samuel searched through many sons, Jesse, so he searched and he's found out. So let me say these things. I'm trying to speed it. Samuel, Saul wanted the hand of God, but David wanted the heart of God. There's a difference. There's a real difference. Saul keeps asking, wanting God to break in and deliver him from his. He wanted the hand of God, what God would do, but he didn't necessarily want the heart of God. David is unique because he's like, yeah, I know God can do great stuff, slay giants and stuff. I want his heart. I want to know his heart. I'm after what he feels and who he is, and there's a difference. Saul's identified by religious fear. David's identified by praise-filled faith. The Hebrew word for heart means inward appetites, affections, and emotions. David knew that God, that God could split seas. He knew about Moses. and He knew that God could do miracles. That's, that's one thing. But you can do all that and just try to hire God to make your life good. David's not that guy. David's like, I know we can do great things, but I know this more. He's got a great heart. I want to know the heart of God. I want to know his inward appetites, affections, and emotions. I believe in this day, in these last days, I'm a, I'm a last days guy. I think the Lord's raising up a David generation. He's trying to free us from a Saul culture, which is Saul did less sinning than David. But Saul is trying to manipulate God to do stuff for him through disobedience. You remember the whole deal, right? And some of us are fear-based, trying to get God to do stuff. David's not that guy. He's a worshiper who's after the heart of God. And so, equips positioning at Reliance, I believe, is a position in the spirit of da at David's gate. It's clearly about the Lord's intention to raise up a kingly people who are after the heart of the Lord before their desire for the hand of the Lord. It's a pretty good sentence. That's a pretty good sentence. <laughs> Thank you. You didn't have to say that. But. 
Um, that's what the heart of this house is. That's what Aaron and these guys are about. And I think this is not just about this house and this ministry and this night. I mean, I, you've got people all over the city that just want to see miracle, 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 miracle. I'm pro-miracle. Pro-miracle. But my, my, my. We've got to have some people. We've got to have a church that's after the heart of God. Or, or, or we're going to be disloyal. Listen, the Antichrist is going to show up and heal the blind. Does everybody understand that? Signs and wonders he's going to do. I'm telling you, tons of charisma. People are going to run after signs and wonders. I'm like, oh, have some discernment. What's God? What's his heart? And he wants to do that. And so we love being here, and I wonder if you have anything to say about that. Yeah, I do, actually. Um, well, let's close in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> I love, first of all, how the Lord works. Uh, so when Sam spoke this uh, over at uh, us, he, again, he gave language to something was stirring in our heart again, which is something he does a lot. We know the Lord's moving, birthing something, not sure what it looks like. He puts language to it and says things like, that was a good sentence, right? And we're like, that was, jot that down. <laughs> and so um, all that to say is, so our, our rhythm of our heart is just worship, word, and prayer. Um, that's our desire, and we believe that's what David's heart was, worship, word, and prayer. Uh, David was a warrior because he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper, and he was a warrior. He was both. And so, um, and Ryan can come up and speak to this here in just a second. I want to read something off of what he said. This has kind of been what's driven our heart a bit. In First Chronicles 13, um, one of David's first things that he does is he wants to call all the leaders together. I want to read this to you. All the officers, all the commanders, the thousands and the hundreds of commanders, it says. And he said to the whole assembly, if it seems good to you and it's good to the Lord, let us send word far and wide to the rest of the people. And I'm like, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. Let's send word. Bring them together. And here's what he says. He says, to all the territories, to the priests, to the Levites, in all of the towns, in the pasture lands, every single person, let's send word to them. And here's what he says. Let us bring the ark of God back to us. He's like, let's bring the ark back to be the center of everything that we do in Jerusalem. David's first act as a king. Yes, this is it. Like, this is the pinnacle for him. And look what he says, though, about Saul. He says, let us bring this back, for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. And so it's we're really saying good. David's heart was for the presence of God. Saul's heart was for the approval of man. We, yeah. we know that. Saul's heart was a little soulish approval of man, wanted to see God just clear his path to make a name for himself. David's heart was, I just simply want Jesus. I just want the Lord. That's all I want. And so for us, when he began to speak that, we're saying this is what we desire more than anything else. And I just have to tell you a crazy story. I don't think it's anything to do with this, uh, land building, whatever. I think this is the heart of his people. Yeah. So as you said, it's a spiritual representation of what he wants to do in the body of Christ. We've had a sign out there on the corner of our property out here, uh, kind of facing southwest. And Samuel, you're the southwest gate. We, we, we haven't put a name on that sign for five years. I have no idea why, right? No idea why. Everybody's like, why don't you put a sign out there that says, you know, what the name of your church is? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why we don't do it. And today we had uh, about 10 prayer warriors walking and praying the land, anointing it with oil. Um, if you came in and there was grease on your chairs, it's the will of the Lord. Right? I saw grease on I'm the just, stand. Yeah, there's grease, grease on the stand. Yeah. Is it you people? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and so... We go out to that sign, and the Lord says, you never put a name on it because the name is for me. It's, it's, it's the gate of David. It's the gate of That's David. This, this is mine. You, you don't get to claim it. 
It's mine. That's and good. so it's not, I just want you to hear, it's not just for yeah. what's happening. This is for the city. We're saying, Lord, we want to protect the purity of your presence over all things. The first order before anything is that we're going to establish that your presence has to be in the center, and that's it. That's it. And then from that, everything else will flow. So, Ryan, you want to kind of speak to that? You had the same word. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Yeah, I just have one, I guess one addition maybe, is... um, just the heart of David that, that he looked up. I mean, that, that was his first place, it was always up to his, to his father, to, uh, to the Lord. And so he, he cared about what it looked like to the Lord and not to man. And when he, look at, when he looked down, he actually looked down, Bathsheba, he's gazing out downward in a very fleshly, spiritual way. Uh, not spiritual way, he, um, fleshly way. Yeah, there you go. He sins. And so I, I think it's just something where we keep our eyes mm. up. And so I've been leading worship for, I don't know, 25 years or whatever since I was 16. And for a good portion of those, I knew the chords to play that could get an emotion. I, I, I knew songs to pick that could, that could feel good. And for years, you know, we do the high five. And maybe it was just as much as we, could, we knew at the time. Sure. We'd do the spiritual high fives. We'd go home. We'd sit down and be like, oh, that was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. And five minutes later, I'd be like, was Jesus even there? Like, did we recognize his, his very presence? Yeah. And, and I'm just so, in my heart, so combative, if that's, that's even something to say, but combative towards anything that would be other than Jesus. Yes. In worship and in presence. The, the performance, none of that matters. At the end of the day, Lord, I just want to please your heart. Lord, I just want to move your heart. And we, and we mean that. And I want, I want to call, um, call out someone, well, she's not in here, but... But Sammy, which is uh, Aaron uh, Martin's daughter, it's yeah, Aaron there, there, right yeah. And I saw them dancing together tonight. She's 11 years old. She played this last week in, in youth, in youth. But it blessed my heart so much because it was a it was a David moment, undignified before the Lord. And and we just need to be a people group, a people of the Lord that's more concerned about what our heavenly Father is looking down and being pleased with yes. and I'm not saying we, we always have to yep. I'm just saying whatever moves his heart and so if he wants me to kneel kneel if he wants me to dance undignified swallow the pride and dance undignified before him so Sammy I don't know if she's not in here but thank you for reminding me again of what it means to be undignified before the Lord sure, and yeah. to please his heart and that's ultimately that's the deal I want Lord I just want to please your heart move your heart be tender towards your heart yeah what David what, what David lived really it's so. really good